All right. Oh, so, hello, everybody. Welcome hey. to our post debate summary. Um, I don't even know what <laughs> no, to call right? this because like, can we even know. call that a debate? Because it was basically right? just a bunch of tomfoolery for hours yes. and all dudes acting upset at each other and each other. not able to control their emotions and make at any all. kind of logical like and yet you know they say that we're the emotional ones right? that we can't run for president because we're emotional what right like the worst was the one woman like there was i mean it was for the daily show so i mean they were picking the worst people at the trump uh rallies but like in clinton uh-huh. they were talking about clinton like you know they're going through a lot of the ridiculous misogyny right and there's this woman who was like well you know a woman can't be president like you know what if you know hillary clinton was on her period and started a war right are you <laughs> yeah and it's like one like you're not very good at biology if you think right? that hillary clinton is still having periods that's number one <laughs> and then it was funny because like i don't even but, but i mean that's a good point but they that's didn't actually bring that up point. but but whether he the you know the little correspondent said it was like well you know as opposed to every single war in history that was actually started by a man because there's by never a been a war started by a woman right <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that is ridiculous but that yeah ridiculous. so so there was but a the lot of things that was aired on every network tonight right. <laughs> for our viewing pleasure. There's so many things that I don't understand was touched. Like, um, well, I mean, they kind of got into it a little bit today, but I don't see how President Trump claimed that he had the best health care plan ever. He was waiting <laughs> to give it when he became president, but he had the best one. The plans were going to be better. Everybody's going to love it, blah, blah. And then and it's coming. <laughs> Right. But then the funniest thing, like in his first year when they were trying to get rid of Obama, like get rid of Obamacare, it came out that Republicans aren't actually anti-Obamacare, right? They actually yeah. voted for it, right? Yeah. It was just a stupid talking point because they knew it didn't do enough. Mm-hmm. So people are still upset about our health care, whatever you want to call it, because it's not an actual whatever. <laughs> it's not a comprehensive health care system. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I so, feel like the debate has like tied your tongue. Like none of us can think straight anymore. We can't like, it's right. just, it was so ridiculous. Right. right. But yeah, but then like when Trump was supposedly like coming up with a new system, like his comment was like, oh, no one knew healthcare was this complicated. No, everyone knew, but you, but you. everyone knew, like who doesn't know that healthcare is complicated? Like when my parents <laughs> asked me about their like Medicare plans, I don't even know. Like they're like, what exactly. about this and that? I'm like, yo, you know, neither do like, I. <laughs> right. Like, I'm just a doctor. Like, I know the medical parts. Right. I don't know about A, B, C, D, F, G. Like, you know, you got to talk to a kindergarten. Yeah, all the Medicare right. parts. Oh, my gosh. Right. <laughs> you want to talk complicated. But also, so, like, how is this not brought up all the time? Like, it was such yeah. it's, it was such a big, huge issue from 2008 through 2016. Like, healthcare, 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 healthcare. And he's yeah. given us no plan in three and a half years. He hasn't proposed None. a plan. None. There's nothing to even criticize because there's nothing. They have nothing. nothing. Yeah. But and he Biden gets kind to of brought that up empty today. Words. He just right. gets to blow empty words and interrupt moderators who aren't even doing their job with, with oh. foolishness. And so people will just go latch on to those talking points. It's un. Right. But freaking leaveable. Healthcare is so easy in, in this sense. This is the uncomplicated part of healthcare, right? Healthcare is a right, not yeah. a privilege, a right. And what we do is try to get as many people to have health insurance so they, they can access care or access healthcare when they need it. 
this mf over here talking about like, well, I have a plan. I have a plan right. and it's going to be a good plan and it's a phenomenal plan. I've been talking to a lot of people about the plan. Okay, show us this plan. Well, you know, and I'm going to come out with the plan. What? Well, the thing is- can't even catch him or check him on that. Well, the thing is that Trump is so ignorant, right? The, his level of ignorance is just unbelievable. Like yeah. the fact that he, in his 70s, in 2016, 2017, found out that healthcare was complicated, right? And let's just go through like the, the level of Trump's idiocy with regard to like when they brought up coronavirus. You could talk about how many deaths and whatever, because no one can really comprehend 200,000 people dying, right? People it, dying people don't, out of negligence. Pe- right. Well, the thing is that people don't understand numbers like that, right? But yeah. let's just go back to pure, and you can argue what he said this, but let's just look at how ignorant and incapable of actually understanding any basic concept Trump was. During the pandemic, right, <laughs> he found out that Lysol and bleach kill viruses. Like, he didn't know that before. Like, above and the, so above and beyond making fun of him for saying inject it, let's look at why he said that. He right, didn't right. know that it kills viruses and bacteria. Like, he yes. just found that out this year, right? Exactly. So that's why he was like, oh, now that all of us know this, we should try to put it in people's bodies to see if we can kill bacteria. Like, and yeah, it'll so kill the bacteria because it will kill everybody. It'll kill us and them. And he's just proud of his ignorance, but he thinks he's the smartest person in the world. And that's... Right. Well, so there was another part of on the healthcare topic that, like, I was rolling. The first 30 minutes of that debate, like, oh, my gosh, Finn, I'm starting to listen to everything. And I'm like, oh, this is comedy. This is pure. This is like SNL stuff. This is not... But it's not made up. It's real life, Right. But yeah. but Biden said there are a hundred million people in America with a pre-existing condition. Now, first I thought he was talking about how women under under number forty-five would be would be a, a pre-existing condition. To be a woman would be a pre-existing condition. And I was like, oh, okay, so there's a hundred million of us in America. I don't know the numbers. Only to find out that legitimately in the United States, there are a hundred million people with pre-existing conditions. What does Trump say? I don't believe that number. Where'd you get that number from? That number isn't right. A hundred million. I said, you don't even know. There's not even that many people. What? Like, <clears throat> because he doesn't know. Right. about healthcare. But again, like you were saying, he's ignorant of it. Doesn't even know how many people have pre-existing conditions. The very thing he's fighting in the Supreme Court about and wanting to make sure we remove from the ACA. All he wants to do is because the Affordable Care Act says Obama on it. He wants to get rid of it. He doesn't actually know. He doesn't understand anything that changed in the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare. He he has no clue about what happened, what was different, what it is now. All he's just finding out in 2017 (laughs) that healthcare is complicated. That is his level of understanding that, oh, wow, I didn't know it was complicated. No, it's... um... It's 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 unbefreakingly Okay, next topic. And then um, how he saved emissions from cars because oh, yes, it the was the most. Thing. It was the most like ridiculous <laughs> circular <laughs> argument. He was like, "Well, under your guys's plan, you know, cars were really expensive, and they only <laughs> changed the you know the output of the smog just a little bit, just like a little tiny bit. But in my plan, they were a lot cheaper, so people are buying less cars. Like if it was your plan, all the cars were expensive, everyone would have bought them, so there'd been a lot more out there." Oh wait, wait a minute. He said, "If what? everybody buys new cars, Khalil, if everybody buys new cars, there would be less emissions." It's, it was the dumbest thing in the world. New 
fossil fuel cars, okay? <laughs> the same thing that we are. If we just buy new ones, there would be less emissions. Are you kidding me right now? This man who still denies that 57% of the lands in California belong to him. And he oh wants my to God. blame other people. Right. And like raking, like we're all going to go rake. Let's just go rake, get our rakes out and rake the forest right now. Oh my like God. it wasn't, it, okay, so it wasn't the forest floors. It was that what? There was like 60 something lightning strikes in like a two day period. And normally like <laughs> California has less than that in like a year. In a like, year. <laughs> like, and then, then also your, your people with the, uh, which one call it? The, the gender reveal. <laughs> Oh, oh no. Oh. no! I mean, that's, that's your LA. That's, that's your LA peoples. Like, I'm not claiming oh them from that from that fire and things like that. I'm a Northern Californian, no. and you're a Southern Californian. That wasn't even LA County. That was San oh, Bernardino no. County. Oh my god! Now gosh. I just realized that I moved to the de- the devil yes, spot. I moved to the exactly. dark side. I came to the dark side. That is okay. where you went. Okay. Wait, wait. No, but we're, for real, he he literally yeah. refused to to acknowledge that climate change existed. Yeah. That's a that's a huge problem, and and I know that Biden said that he doesn't. No, but he admitted it. No, like Trump admitted it during the debate. Finally, oh, that he doesn't that he he doesn't believe in climate change. No, that he believes in climate change. He's like, yeah, I believe it. Well, you know, but uh, you know, exactly. and then he went into the whole like, then he went into the whole car thing with exactly. whatever. Because every time, no, the, 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 his strategy, and, and I 100% like this, he's an abuser, he is a bully. His strategy is to say something akin to agreement with you, but negate it with all the reasons why you're an idiot for having believed that in the first place. That is his, that is his, like, no, if you listen to, if you listen to how he answered the questions, y'all go back. Go back to, well, don't go back to listen to this debate because we don't need more people having hypertension or high blood pressure. But the thing is, in in the future ones, watch him. He will always respond slightly in agreement to what somebody else has said and then negate everything they said by bullying that person for having said it in the first place. It is the worst kind of abuse and bullying you can ever imagine because it's subversive. It is a form of gaslighting. And in the end, you feel like the idiot. And you say, okay, okay, daddy, okay, Donald Trump, okay, president, you did it. You're you're right. You're right about everything. How do you really feel about it? Gee, I feel you're holding back right now. Oh my God. <laughs> so, yo. I'm saying when you have dealt with cult leaders or very charismatic individuals who believe that they are above the law and want to make sure that they look like they're engaging and that they're like on an equal playing foot field as you are, this is that strategy. And the people who I, be- I believe that there are people, I even tweeted this, there are, there are people in this world who have been abused and traumatized who will latch on to him because he reminds them of their abusers. And they believe that if they can just do right by him, they have somehow fixed the original sin. That that's, I'm just that's saying. That's interesting. I haven't thought about that's that saying. part yet. I never thought about no, that. I'm, look I'm, at you. Know, look at you. Make, that's the second time you made me think today. That's, like, that's oh like a world record for you. Oh my God, I can't yeah, stand it. I didn't, because, yo, I didn't, I had no idea they were from Cali. So, anyways, Chi earlier today let me know about some, like, a rapper from 1993 that was from Thank Cali. You. And then he yes. also, she also, like, pointed out that he, he went you to know, Stanford, chocolate card and all. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that he had poor I'm choice in. in college. Whatever. Lighting <laughs> rapper and an architect now, too. And he's still making music. I love it. Hey. Okay. All right. Okay. So back to the debate. So <laughs> yes. this is another thing that I don't get when people like Trump talks about law enforcement, right? Oh, so no, that Trump was the worst. isn't really about law enforcement, right? He mm-hmm. doesn't actually want the laws enforced. 
he wants him and his friends to be able to break the laws. So when you're going, you can't be the law and order president when you pardon all the people in your campaign, in your administration, all of them who have gone to jail. Like you can't be the law and order president when more people in your administration have been indicted, convicted of crimes, et cetera, et cetera, more than like the past 20 years presidents combined. Like you're not the law and order president. And also if you only want the laws enforced for certain people, but not the government, then you're not the law enforcement president. He's not he's not only the not the law enforcement president, he is he is creating the civil war that many white nationalists and white supremacists have been craving for for decades. Oh, did you this hear your man said stand back and stand by? Stand like he by. Asked, stand, stand by. by. Not stand, stand down, what? stand by. What announcement? What announcements are you going to make, Mr. President? And he made it later when he said that the, the, the voting, the election is a fraud and that there will not be peace if he doesn't win. He said, stand by to the Proud Boys. That's their he slogan. Said, That's their slogan. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Khalil, I mean, like if that wasn't, that wasn't even a dog whistle. That was a human whistle. That was for but, everybody but, to know this is what's about to but happen. But you know what killed me about the, like Chris Wallace too? He was like, okay, so we're going to ask you a question and you don't feel, don't feel like you have to answer this question. And then he asked a question about race. So like, why is it that every other question was mandatory at respond, but the race question that's, you know, we're not going to give it the same amount of importance at every other question right now. Like, it's just unbelievable that racist. It's It's racist. It's so unbelievable that that as a supposed moderator of a presidential bait just basically said, we don't care about the color vote, right? Right. (laughs) Like we don't care about race issues. But the other thing is it's anyways, it's, it's just so ridiculous that they're acting like it's a surprise that there's protests in the street, that there's riots, that there's looting. Like it's just coming out of nowhere. Like there's no reason behind it. Um, Mm -hmm. And then Trump was funny because he claims that systemic racism doesn't exist. But then when he was talking about getting rid of racial sensitivity training, he was was like, oh, you know, well, like in this system, in that system that they created with this, you know, if you're a certain type of person, all of a sudden you have no say. It's like the reverse of what's actually happened, reverse of society. He was basically just saying like, oh, wait a minute. They're trying to take, they're trying to get, no, he's basically saying like, they're trying to get rid of what we are privileged right now. And that's wrong. I'm I'm standing against it. So at the same time that saying racism doesn't exist, he just said it existed because he claimed that, oh yeah, this would be reversing the status quo. See, I see it differently. I say that he, he denies that structural racism exists, but when he said when he said what he said about the fact that once they remove it we're we're or once you continue those things you're going to do away with racism that he was thinking that now you're going to take away my privilege it's reverse racism i know we're saying the same thing but i just think he was coming at it from the that talking point that that many white people like to use which is oh that's reverse racism when you don't let a white person go in because of quote unquote their race that's reverse racism and we all know that that is not reverse racism at all so but number 1 the term reverse racism is racist so there's a lot of problems there's there's a lot of problems it's it's always othering black people that's why i say yeah historically white colleges and not just historically black colleges because we're gonna other and call like you know um howard historically black we have to realize that harvard is historically white 
So, like, if you're going to be racist, no matter what color you are, it's just racism. And also, you can get yeah. into the structural argument of it. You know, you have to be in the the ruling class to be to be oppressing other people, et cetera. We can get into the whole like all that as well. But the main thing is that whenever you always claim what black people do is reverse or other or whatever, you're always trying to claim that they're less than human. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. I I I think my point with the the racism just in general with this debate was that like you said, Chris Wallace was like, you don't even have to answer that. That's that's horrible <laughs> in and of itself. But every time that foul mouth person that we call president of the United States, or at least gets to hold that title right now, talked about the coronavirus, he said it in the most racist way possible. And not one of them, and I'm not sure that Biden had to, in, according to the rules of the debate, no, he shouldn't have spoken, but not one of them stopped that man from saying that those racist things about where the plague came from and calling the plague or the um, the coronavirus a certain kind of plague. He and kept also, doing that right. and Wallace didn't stop him. And also bringing up the fact, well, bringing up the fact that under Obama, Obama actually had a pandemic response team and he had people from the CDC in China to make sure we got the information as quickly as possible. So if anything happened, we would actually be much, much farther ahead of the game because we had people on the ground analyzing it. In terms of the moderator, let's just, can, can, can we disagree? <laughs> He's not a very Chris good Wallace, kindergarten teacher. He's no, not a very good not. kindergarten teacher at That's all. That's a great way of putting it. Because listen, Khalil, I mean, seriously, if there is one thing that, that disturbed me the most, this man who calls him, who was, who was brought in as a moderator, kept saying, hold on, Mr. President. Hold on, Mr. President. And, and at one point he said, hold on, Mr. President, you're really going to like this question. I think he said that a couple of times. Yeah. Think about when you say that to people. You say that to people when they are children. <laughs> you're going to really <laughs> like this, son. You're going to really like this. Come on, let's do it. You know, it's their homework. You're going to really like this. If I give you a lollipop, you're going to do. Are, we ki are you kidding yeah. me right now? That we it's... couldn't even have a moderator speak. <sighs> God. But also, he didn't do his at, job, but, al but also at this debate, like there's no reason that for these debates, you don't turn off mics. Right. None, so none, if you're no if you're agreeing that if everyone agrees beforehand to let the other person give their little two minutes, another person give their two minutes, like you cut the mic. Right. But mm -hmm. the reason that they don't want to is we all know it. these 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 programs don't care about actually having a good debate. They no. want ratings. So people Absolutely. fighting gets ratings. That's Absolutely. why that is why all like reality TV shows are based in conflict, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. they realize That's early why on that people. Atlanta is so awesome right. to watch for people. People love watching conflict. That's why yeah. all reality shows are based in conflict, and they put yeah. conflict in there. And that's why we love watching it. So our news systems, every time they talk about anything now, they always have one or two people yelling at each other because for entertainment purposes and ratings versus actually trying to educate people. So there's nothing that actually happened tonight in this debate that made voters any more knowledgeable about actual issues that are going on now, that any programs that are going to be changed in the future. All we saw is these two old dudes like going back and forth, being frustrated with each other. And it was a joke. Like it, it our country is a joke. Old, like old three dudes, old three old dudes <laughs> going, because at one point, 
I mean, number 45 thought that he could become the moderator and started arguing with the moderator. And 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 the the worst part of it all, to your point about the 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 ratings and the money, it's coming at the expense of American lives. It's right. coming at the expense of American knowledge, be the American society as a whole being informed. Because guarantee you, like the these bubbles that we have created, this debate didn't get past those bubbles. Like there are pe- there are people out in the in the stratosphere of America who may not have even watched the debate or or may not even be paying attention to all of this and will not vote or will vote uninformed and that is scary. It is scary but- that the intent behind the media is not to share information but to incense audiences because people are driven. It's not even that people are driven to do something when they're angry. But people are more willing to fight instead of coming together and trying to do something that that will bring everybody moving forward or push everybody forward. The thing is, like, I don't know when a debate actually educated anyone ever in the history of political debates. Right? They've always but been a show. Fun, They've always been. Oh, for you show. mean po- right. in in terms of politics? I get it. Uh, yeah. Academic debates, I think, are fun to watch. But anyway. Yeah, if you're actually, yeah, if you're in an academic debate and you're debating yeah. facts and yeah. you're showing one one argument for this, an argument for that, yeah. then yeah, you can see that. But I'm talking about political debates. Like when you're actually especially on the stage. Especially in the televised era. In the televised right. era, especially, yeah. And, and especially when, like, say if you look at the Democratic primary this time, all of mm-hmm. the people in there had been in government for a long time, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So to base what you're voting on, what they get up and say for you know, their eight minutes of fame on the debate versus their actual record in government is kind of silly, right? Like, would you really like to choose who you really want to vote for? Like, why don't you read about what the person did in their political career? Exactly. It's all available. Um, So I don't say that, you know, like if, um, if you're not watching the debate, you're not informed. I don't think that's true. But I do think that we don't have an informed electorate but it's mainly because our education system doesn't teach people to think they teach you to just follow the rules and howard zinn said something really powerful is the reason that we have horrific governments oppressive governments and atrocities is not because people are revolting or people are revolutionary you have to realize that most people are really passive And most of us just accept really horrible rules coming from the people in power. And if you look at the history of the United States, that's been our history. Like we like to act like we're like, oh, don't tread on me. And we're so revolutionary. But if you actually look at what the government does versus the population reaction, we're the one of the Mm -hmm. most passive populations in the in the world. Mm -hmm, And that mm -hmm. is why we have such a discrepant distribution of wealth now is because the general population is so passive and has accepted really, really horrible atrocities from the people in power. And we're not rising up. No, you can't talk. I'm I'm still talking. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have nothing left to say, but I'm still talking. Just to make up for last time when he was always arguing. (laughs) Like two minutes, Chris, can you get him to stop? Just shut up. Just shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, buddy. Hey, pal. You're a clown. You're a clown. You're a clown. <laughs> that was great, though. That was that was great. No, I totally I, want I them to swing to... on each other. The next debate, like, I want them to just be like, hey, this is what we're going to do. To raise money, we're going to put on boxing gloves, and we're just going to go ahead and just just do what no. old folks do. Just Number like, hey. Small. It's, huh? it, it'll be over in the first round. 
I just no, I don't want, I think it'll be it might actually be good. So like Trump is bigger, but Trump also believes that exercise is detrimental to your health. Your health. <laughs> so like I don't think he's ever like he hasn't swung on anybody since he was in reform school. Look, he couldn't even yeah, he couldn't even go to the army because of a bone spur. That should let you know what he thinks about any sort of exercise or discipline for that matter. <laughs> if it does not relate to his own well-being, it does not matter. But there were there were two points that that you raised that I wanted to to make sure um, to respond to. And and a third one, which is just to the last thing you said about us being really passive. This is a little tongue in cheek though, Khalil. I do think part of it is all the corn and sugar that we that we consume in this country. Just stop. Um, stop right no, now. No. <laughs> stop. No, you're triggering my you childhood. It, like... You're triggering my childhood. <laughs> I had to go on the fine gold diet because I, I had I, because I was diagnosed with ADHD. So I missed out on a lot of candy and a lot of sweets. Oh, you couldn't do like Honey Nut Cheerios? You had to do like Kix and, and Cheerios, regular Cheerios? No, we, got, we had no sugar. Like, oh, wait, oh so, you couldn't do sugar at all. Okay, well, I mean, so then well, you I, had... I, luckily, luckily, my mom made exceptions for like, you know, birthdays, holidays, <laughs> when I went to people's houses. Like, she wasn't one of those. You know how sometimes our people like real strict? Yes, like, Billy yes. can only eat like kale and yes. lettuce and carrots. <laughs> and then like, you know, they bring a package of it to you, like the birthday party and everyone else eating cake. Now she let me have cake. Right. Um, that that's really that's just cruel and unusual punishment. It just teaches. But yeah, I'm not. You know what? Look I'm up not the fine diet. Me, look up the fine yeah. diet, and then next time you can apologize for claiming that sugar and corn. Sugar and my mom is like listening right now. Hi mom. Hi mom. <laughs> I guess I ended no. up okay. I guess I ended up okay, mom. So you did all right. You did all right. I got a lot of education. I didn't make it through, and I did. They didn't. I didn't ever got on rhythm. Never got on rhythm. That is too much. Um, but to the two points that you made, you you talked about um, the following the rules. And I just wanted to say that the problem, the problem with the debate, if we just talk debate format for a couple of seconds here, the debate format, how it's, there's a structure. It has been used since time immemorial, at least in this country. You have the two people up there. You have somebody moderating, right? There are right. rules to this. We all know the rules. And, and as Mr. Wallace said, the Republicans and the Democrats agree to those rules. Mm-hmm. The problem is that Trump is not a, a rule follower, okay? And because of that, he immediately creates dissent. In the midst of dissent, Trying to follow the rules and claim that you're doing it as a to 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 show your moral superiority is a bad move because all it does is allow for those who are being abused to be abused even more. Correct. Jim Comey did the same exact thing. He mm-hmm. was like, I need to follow my moral compass. I need to at the expense of those in the FBI, at the expense of the Americans, at the expense of Hillary Clinton. He kept following this moral compass and I kept seeing Chris Wallace do it like, oh, no, if I just give him the two minutes, he's he's not going to interrupt. If I just tell him not to interrupt, he's not, to the point where he was like, hold on, Mr. President, I got something good for you, too. <laughs> what? That he was yeah. giggling at the end of the debate. Like, I, I, I get that that's a nervous laughter or something. But again, that's that that I, I've seen many white men do that. Where it's like, okay, I'm gonna hold on to my my moral leadership or uh, needle here, and I'm gonna make sure that I keep to the line because I don't want to be held accountable. No, son, you have to be adaptable. Part of leadership is adaptability, and if you can't adapt to the dis- the, the the crazy that this man has created, then you shouldn't be in that position. Well, you should not be the moderator of it. That well, was my you, first point. 
You know you're criticizing you're criticizing Michelle Obama right now. I'm just not going to point that out, but okay. How am I criticizing Michelle Obama? When they go because high, she said when, when they, they go low, high, we go when low. they go low, we go high. <laughs> but okay, I'm not going to no, even I'm not going to bring that into no, it. But no, 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 that because that's that's very different. Because already, that like energy. you know, you you was big mad at me about talking about the Clintons. <laughs> I can't imagine what you would do if I said something bad about Michelle. Oh my so I'm gonna go ahead Oh, and if you said something bad about Michelle, man, no, we yeah. we would literally come to yeah. well, we well, could come to blows. Yeah, I don't know Michelle, how to fight. Me and Michelle, me and Michelle got beef. I'm gonna leave her alone because black women already get criticized too much. Thank so. you. So, so anyway, but but to to the point, especially to these white men who already um, exercise some level of privilege in this country more than somebody like me, right? Like you cannot pretend that somehow you're absolving yourself. Jeff Sessions did it. Robert Mueller did it. Like all of these dudes who have held, even to a certain extent, Anthony Fauci did it. Until now that he's starting to come out without the president's permission, in the beginning, that's what he was doing. Because they think these institutions and the rule of law is, is, um, is going to hold them up. It's not, because Trump has declared already, and his AG have already declared, that we're not following the rules. So you have no. to adapt, otherwise he's going to win. Second thing that you said was that not having watched the debate means that, that it doesn't mean that you're uninformed. You're absolutely right. I feel like the debate itself, this format and what we saw and what we've seen for the last one, two, three, four cycles, so including when Barack Obama was doing all of his debates, has been very eye-opening for me. I do not think that there has been any additional information brought to light because even the most informed of us, Khalil, watch the debates to see how the candidates are going to respond to each other. We want to see either a fight or somebody go tit for tat. But we're not looking for additional information. There, there's no surprise in, in that Biden is like, look, all violence is bad. There's no surprise that he's not in agreement with the New Deal. And that's why he's working on this unity plan with AOC and her partners. That's not new. What we were all looking for was, is Biden going to stand up to this man? What is Trump going to say to this person? And well, that bothers me because that's entertainment. But the other thing is that the debates and also the whole political structure is meant to discourage people from participating in government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's not actually yeah. meant to actually make participation. Like Politicians aren't that dumb. If they wanted to encourage people to vote and make it easy for people to vote and actually have the majority of Americans vote, they would. We yes. have one of the lowest voter turnout rates in the world for a reason, and the debate format is one of those reasons. It makes watching this makes people less interested in participating in Absolutely. government versus saying like, hey, we need to go ahead and vote for a whole bunch of people to get rid of all this nonsense. Right, right. At least the good thing is that Biden didn't talk about black people. Because every time he does, oh man, I shouldn't say that. I'm trying to trying to be good. Yeah, you know, be be good, be good, be good. We're gonna drop <laughs> you. You just a mess. We're gonna drop some links for y'all with some of the 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 facts about what we said and and you know what we were hearing in this debate. But like honestly, Khalil, like when when Wallace said that there were two more of these, <laughs> I was like, I. Mm -mm. There's the no worst, way. The worst is There's I was no watching way. um I was watching on PBS or whatever and afterwards they had, you know, they had these people who were like, you know, voting on they had three people for Trump and three people for Biden. Then of course mm -hmm. like no one changed their mind. And I was just right. thinking to myself like watching Trump 
like how could you ever well maybe it's just me all of us have our biases but like it's just a joke that all of the things that he says there's so many holes in them right it's like the emperor right it's like the emperor has no clothes like he's just standing up there butt-ass naked saying that he has the finest linens in the world and their people are going along with it because he tells them that if you only people who are really smart and educated can see this see what i'm saying the rest of the world is all lying like he even tried to imply that chris wallace was against him during the debate yes but i knew that i told I, i was telling somebody that look he's going to say exactly that because that's what he did to everybody in the in the intelligence agencies that he fired in the in the department of justice he told all of them look that person is against me you need to fire them that person is against me you need to fire them i watched the comey rules but i've also read a lot of what um this guy wrote jim comey and i was just like you know what this brother is a mob boss that's all he is. He's a mob boss. You're you're absolutely right. I mean, look, with the sheriff, remember the sheriff that he called out or whatnot said that the sheriff likes me. The sheriff immediately tweeted, I have never said such a thing. I'm not interested in this. <laughs> but, I don't know. No. I, that, but but that he had already said it and lied. And 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 Wallace couldn't say anything. Biden couldn't say anything because they're not the sheriff. And they're like, wait, what is this coming from? He just streams lies for the sake of lying. What did he say to Biden about the judges? He said, you left 149 or 129 judges for me. What kind of president is that? Who doesn't fill up all the spaces? Biden, this was one point where I was really upset. I said, Biden, why didn't you just say, and I, I shouldn't criticize him, but I was just like, why didn't you just say? Because the Republican majority Senate refused to put into any of those seats and including the Supreme Court justice seat somebody that was named by President Obama. That is why you had so many. And there may be other reasons, economical reasons, whatever, but uh, I just, there there are lies coming out of his mouth is the point of what I'm saying. Lies coming out of his mouth and you can't, he says them so much and so fast that you can't fact check him. You can't fact check him for nothing. It's, well, you can. I mean, real time. You have to to ignore him. Like, when he continued to like yell and yell about his son, like Biden needs to just keep on talking. Cause after you keep, yeah. keeps repeating it, every time you respond to it, every time you respond to what he says, you give it more credit. Yeah. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you, Khalil. You know how you, res- you deal with a bully, like yeah. you don't run away from him. You, you, res- you respond, you don't react. You keep moving forward. Ignoring them makes them feel really bad. You could see it in Trump's um, body language. But uh, this man is a petulant child. I will go down saying that. And he (laughs) displayed it. He displayed it. It was on full display tonight for everyone. The only only other thing I'll say about debate format and how how we consume the debate as American people who, who, who watched it if you put it on mute and watched it, because I did for a little bit, because <laughs> what were they really saying anyway? You would think that Trump might was the bully or had a lot more to say because Biden's head was down. And I didn't right. want to say that out loud, but his head was down. Right. And I was like, right. you know, from a body mm-hmm. language standpoint, it looks like somebody's lording it over you and you just taking an ass beating, you know? And I know that's not what was happening, but again, put it on mute. Now you see what everybody's consuming because people aren't always hearing the words. They're just, they're look, we take in everything. 
<laughs> everything, especially if you if you can see, like if you can visually like see, you don't have any visual impairments. Like you're just you're just watching everything. You take in the total. Right. And that man is an ugly. He has an ugly spirit. And the reason I, I think the last thing I'm going to say, the last thing I'm going to say about this to be a little bit more positive is that if anything, this debate shows that we need to check ourselves as human beings and how we relate to each other, the kind of information we consume, making sure that it is based on reality and, and, and not lies or abusive people, people who are trying to manipulate you. There is so much abuse and trauma in this world, and we have got to heal individually and collectively if we're going to move forward. And part of that is ingesting what is going to help you and you know, excreting the stuff that is, <laughs> you know, take a, take a laxative if it helps you, you know, like a, a, a figurative laxative to allow yourself to cleanse and then to be in a space where you can be present for yourself and for those you love. And if you love this country, vote. If you love this country, vote Biden and Harris so that we don't go down this road of authoritarianism that we're already on. <laughs> We're already on. He he declared, Khalil, he declared that he was not going to accept the election um, as of November 3rd. He was going yeah. to get the Supreme Court involved and it would not be a peaceful end. But but remember, hey, just remember, he's a joke. So <laughs> he's a joke, right? So the he's thing is- He's a joke that gets when, time. Right. Um, the way to counter <laughs> his bullyism is not to invoke fear of him. Right. right. So right. he is a joke. The people who will actually make the decision are everyday people in the military because when it comes down to it, the people that are actually in control of the U.S. government are everyday working class people in the military and in the police force. Because all of them can always, any, any time decide whether the president is the president or not. Not just with Trump, not just with Biden, with anyone, anytime. It's a house yes. of cards. But it happens all like over the could... world. Th this is the problem, though. So Trump won't win that war. The generals, I don't think, are going to follow him. They okay. may say, hey, there's no president. I'm now the acting ruler. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it temporarily. This is what every coup does. Like I'm going to do this it temporarily until yeah. we can get an election. But I don't think that I, I don't think that our generals that are in our government want that actual power. I, you would hope, but I'm just telling you, Khalil, this man is, he, he has abused people physically, emotionally, and sexually. If a general can allow himself to go out with the president from a bunker into Lafayette Square with a Bible and pretend to clear out a whole bunch of peaceful protesters, send in a National Guard to Portland, Oregon, and to other cities across this nation in the name of law and order, then yeah. I, I do, I'm not, it's not that I'm afraid, but I am concerned that there are still people within the ranks who are high enough to be able to have some common sense that may get suckered in. That's all. Because even the brightest of us can get suckered into that kind of manipulation 
And it's not a manipulation like, oh, I like you, you're great. It's a grooming. What he does is groom you the same way Russia had been grooming him for years and then finally realized, oh, with this, we can tweak it a little bit and he becomes an asset. He's being groomed by Russia. He was groomed by his father and he's grooming the people around him to make sure he has loyalty in his space. And that's what we've got to out. We've got to vote out. Right. And that's what he did with having all the people come to Trump Tower beforehand to yes, kind of legitimize yes. this thing. But yes. I think most people are seeing through that now. And a lot of people were, were just like, well, mm-hmm. I'll just be in his you know, cabinet and make sure in things don't get worse. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and all mm-hmm. of them, after they are around him for a couple months, all of them leave. That's why he has so many cap- um, people in his cabinet leave. That's why. How many secretaries of state has he had? Like how many? Like everyone that haven't been thrown into jail, you know, like, like literally in the first 30 days of his administration, how many people were already being indicted, investigated or tossed out, resigned or or fired? Sorry, not even resigned, fired. So I'm thinking maybe it's just me wishful thinking. I think most Mm -hmm. people in power have seen through the Trump garbage and everyone wants him gone. Because all he does is create chaos, right? So that's that's yes. the reason he he interrupts Biden yes. every two seconds. That's yes. he doesn't actually want to have a conversation. He just wants to create no. chaos. Exactly. Exactly. And we've got to fight against the chaos. And we do it by, like you said, you know, it's the responding, not reacting. It's action, not passivity. Right. You know, like that that's that's literally what that's literally what we have to do. Yeah. I well, you know. I'm in. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad that I'm glad that we saw it. It, it was hard hey, to watch. It was right, hard to hey. watch. But one thing I want to say on a positive note, one good thing, mm-hmm. if you ever want to read something awesome, read something by Malcolm X, Malik El-Hajj El-Shabazz. Um, it's called The Ballot or the Bullet. So mm. in every revolution that's happened in the, in the history of the world, it's always been a lot of violence. And usually what happens is one, a lot of, a lot of regular people are killed on both sides. And then the people <laughs> who are fighting. I will never hear on both sides the same way again, <laughs> ever. Oh, oh, God. Yeah. Sorry. So no, no, no then, worries. But then after the people who are supposedly the heroes of the working class or the oppressed, after they get in power, they just become the new oppressors, right? Mm-hmm. But yes. the, the United States, after people fought for suffrage, because you have to remember when United States was founded, only 8% of the population were allowed to vote, about 5 to 8%. Vote. Right. Yeah. So now they've actually made it so that basically almost everyone over 18 is allowed to vote. And there mm-hmm. is a lot of voter suppression for certain groups. But overall, yes. the average working class person actually has the most political power in the United States if they used it Mm. and no amounts and mind you, it's hard to overcome campaign funding. Right. But it's also the easiest thing in the world. Right. Yeah. All you, we have to do is stop voting for people with campaign funding and the politicians. I mean, the powerful businesses and the billionaires will not be able to rig elections anymore. But it's also like it's one of these things that's super easy, but then also impossible, right? Like the way to stop wars is stop killing people, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, no more war. Don't bomb people. Don't go in other people's places. Right. Damn, right. All wars exactly. ended. But anyways, his, he wrote it in a much more powerful way. But 
the system is actually set up for us to have the first bloodless revolution because if everyone got out and voted for the interest of the average person, then things would actually change for the average person, which means we have to stop voting for billionaires and people like Trump, McConnell, Lindsey Graham, et cetera. Yeah, all these people who are under have, the tab of right. these like these right. big corporations and lobby groups right. and with these packs, you're absolutely right. Stop yeah. following the money because the money ain't coming to you. <laughs> I'm telling you, the money goes to them and that's it. And then they they placate you and pretend that they're doing stuff that they're not doing. The people who are fighting for you, you will know, you will feel it. But if they got a whole lot of money behind them, be wary, follow the money, follow the money. That's how they're deciding their, their votes, their bills, everything that they put in place, their actions. You got to be informed. You gotta be informed. Follow the money. It will. It, it'll show you everything. It always does. It Word. always does. So I'm gonna go take a nap now because this is all too much um, like <laughs> tomfoolery. So yeah, if we have to do another one of these, uh, we may just have to agree to be inebriated. Because <laughs> oh my god, I don't right. I don't know how you did it. I don't know but how the, you but, did it. The, the, mm. the other problem is like the amount of alcohol I would need to tolerate this debate may put me at risk for alcohol poisoning it was it was a hot mess but uh yeah no it was good thanks guys for listening to this post debate yes hold it down one time for the west side we out peace peace